Welcome to the Innovation Roundtable Insights Podcast. This episode was recorded at an Innovation Roundtable workshop hosted by Bosch in Stuttgart in February 2019, where our colleague Leonard sat down with Daniel Witthout, Head of Corporate Innovation Strategy at Avonic, to discuss the company's innovation framework. During the discussion, Daniel explains how innovation at Avonic plays a threefold role by defending the company's competitive market position, extending its businesses in adjacent areas, and creating new businesses in new spaces. Then he talks about innovation teams and the importance of combining people that are very good in discovery and ideation with those who are strong in organization and project management. Daniel, thank you very much for uh, joining me uh, for this interview. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Maybe we can start the interview by you just uh, explaining um, who you are, uh, what company you work for and uh, what role you have currently. Yeah, I'm uh, working for Evonik. Uh, Evonik is a leader in specialty chemicals. And my role there is that I work for uh, corporate innovation and there I'm the head of strategy. Therefore, my task is to support our board in guiding and steering the innovation activities of the group so that they are in line with the corporate goals and the corporate strategy. Maybe in the beginning you can give us a bit of an overview kind of of the, the innovation framework of the different parts and pieces that uh, is part of uh, innovation at Evonik. Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, the, the role of innovation is threefold. Yeah? Uh, the first role or the basic role for innovation is to defend our business or our competitive position uh, of the business. That's the first thing. Then the second role is to extend our businesses in adjacent areas. And the third role is uh, to create new businesses uh, in, in new spaces, new, new markets with new products, really to, to support the growth of our company. Maybe you can share a bit of it, a, a kind of a, the innovation toolbox that you have uh, available and what are some of the methods and approaches you use uh, when, uh, when doing innovation? Yeah, let's, let's talk about uh, where, where is uh, innovation done. So uh, 90% of the innovation is done in our operating business units and 10% at, at corporate innovation. And I just said the, the roles of innovation fit very well to this organizational structure that incremental innovation, defending the businesses is mainly done in the business lines, whereas then extending the business and uh, Yeah, growing the businesses, we have for our growth businesses new business development departments and for the really new or for new platforms, um, higher risk, uh, long-term innovations, we have our CREAVIS, our strategic innovation unit, which then focuses on create innovation and uh, really long-term perspectives. So, yeah. How are ideas generally, I mean, ideas are flying around uh, all the time, but how, how is it, is there a possibility or how are ideas basically turned into uh, projects and then later, if successfully, someone in, into uh, uh, products and solutions? Yeah, first we have to see that uh, certainly there are, um, could be many, many ideas uh, for for innovation. We have a strategic approach that we define certain innovation growth fields, innovation search fields. We have defined six innovation growth fields for Evonik, being sustainable nutrition, advanced food ingredients, healthcare, cosmetic solutions, membranes, 
and 3D printing. And in these, these are focus areas for Evonik where we really want to innovate and uh, establish new businesses by 2025 in the area of 1 billion euros. And in these areas then we look for, for ideas that um, will enable us um, to, to achieve these sales. And these ideas then are, are selected, of course, do they fit to this growth field? Do they have the potential? Um, are, are they viable business-wise? Do we have a com competence, competence there? Uh, are we better positioned than, than our competitors? And these kinds of questions then are evaluated. Um, for These ideas are evaluated uh, based on these questions. Yeah. How does it typically look like in terms of funding? How, how do you fund uh, projects? I mean, of course, it's very different in the different uh, parts and areas you've uh, described, but maybe you can pick out one example where you would describe kind of what it takes in terms of and how projects or ideas are supported in terms of funding and how the, how the whole journey uh, looks like. I think uh, it's good to, to differentiate between incremental innovation, uh, where you have process improvements, where you can have uh, a budget and there's more straightforward. It's, it's, you can plan and say, okay, I will to improve the process and this will take me, I don't know, two or three years uh, that, that I will work on, on this kind of project um, where there's very low uncertainty. Where on the other side, if you have transformative innovation where you have a high uncertainty, you, you cannot have um, a budget for the whole project. There you go, rather go by milestones. And you say, okay, um, I have this idea, this is business opportunity, and um, I have a certain budget to go to the next steps and to the next milestone. And then you decide again, well, do I want to continue and, and how much budget do I have to reduce my uncertainty further to, at the end, um, build a business concept and later then a, a real business. Yeah. Where are those projects typically kind of uh, located from an organizational perspective? also geographically or physically. Now I'm not talking too much about kind of the 90% you were mentioning in the beginning, but more the 10% uh, of kind of the, the more f future, more less or more kind of uh, uh, further away from the core business uh, projects. Where are they? Yeah, there I can, can give you a, a few examples. For example, uh, we just opened an R&D center in Singapore. Uh, which is dedicated on one side to R&D, uh, sorry, to uh, 3D printing, because there, there is uh, yeah, an innovation ecosystem, ecosystem uh, that allows us there to participate in the talent which is uh, in that area to, uh, to grow uh, that innovation field. On the other side, there's also our project house tissue engineering, which is the same logic that we want to work close uh, to the talents. And we, we have done this um, also for other project houses uh, which are hosted from the Creavis that we had uh, a project house in Taiwan for electronics or for medical solutions in the US. So you see our, our innovation, transformative innovation is there where the markets are, where the talent are, that we go there where it's the best place to develop that technology. One of the challenges often is uh, when it comes, you know, not really in the incubating phases in the beginning, but often one of the challenges is also when scaling what corporate, bigger corporations normally can do well. 
but how do you uh, kind of support and how does that process of scaling look like uh, at Evone from ideas that have started really small as small projects when they have been through the whole journey? Yeah, we, we make already in the beginning sure that the business, that this idea fits to the strategy of the, of the business line, which is supposed to take over that idea. Yeah, so that there's no surprise that we develop a project and at the end uh, the business unit says it's nice that you develop but it doesn't fit and, and uh, then there's a high risk that this it might fail or we need to spin it out. Um, so there's at an early stage already um, a checkpoint say okay um, this will be um, the place, the business line, which, which business line Uh, should then grow this business and scale up this business. Yeah. We, we have, um, as I said, two, two sources, so to say. We have this new business development and Creavis, and, and both develop these projects uh, further and then they transfer them to the existing business, uh, where, where to the business lines where then uh, it's important that these, these areas fit to the strategy of this, the business line. Yeah. So, for example, like like 3D printing or membranes is an essential part of the, of the business line strategy, and then they're somehow um, secured that these these uh, initiatives uh, will get sufficient resources uh, to be grown further. Yeah. Now, let me let me add another uh, keyword to the discussion, which is leadership. What is important in terms of leadership, especially in situations, in innovation situations where there's a lot of uncertainty, where the path is not so clear in the future? What is important uh, in terms of leadership in those situations? Yeah, I think uh, the leadership has to be aware that this is uh, two different pair of shoes. Yeah, that uh, running an existing business, the uncertainty is just very low. You you know the market, you know your competitors. Um, you know your customers. You know how much uh, prices you uh, you can get for your product. Whereas in in if you build up a new business, then there's a very high uncertainty, and this high this high uncertainty needs to be managed. And it's normal that uh, you first have to make assumptions uh, that you need to test, and uh, these assumptions uh, can be wrong, that you fail, and this is that leadership needs to understand that this is uh, normal in an area of high uncertainty, uh, that there's a steep learning curve and, and this failure is more a learning process. And, and leadership um, needs to understand that this is part of the game uh, and that, that real creative solutions can only be possible if there's a culture which allows this kind of failure and, and where this failure is seen as a learning experience and not As a, as a failure of a person or a failed career. Um, yeah, so that would, that would really uh, hinder innovation. And, and we, are, we are very active at Evonik uh, to improve our innovation culture, to allow this. Uh, we have organized uh, fuck-up nights at Creavis where we really need this culture, creative culture for uh, innovations in, with high uncertainty. Or we have an entrepreneurship award where we foster um, the spirit of of, um, of innovation culture, where we where we allow people after an ideation jam to work for one year on on their idea with a budget, 
uh, to create this idea. So that, that's, these are examples how we support our innovation culture to be uh, creative and um, set the basis for transformative innovation. What else of kind of capabilities and skill sets are needed for, for innovation in, in your experience? Uh, I mean, the kind of people being curious and, and, and learning, uh, but what else have you seen uh, is important where you have some interesting people in your company that are really known for being good innovators? Uh, how would you describe them? Yeah, I've, uh, before my current role, I was uh, running a new business development department. And I had uh, several people there and I've uh, had people who are very good at um, discovery, at ideation. And um, these, they were very strong in that area, but they were not so strong uh, in, in project management, in structuring and the organ uh, presenting their ideas in the organization. There were different people then assigned to this task, to run a project, to meet deadlines, to deliver to a customer product. So... Um, There's a certain skill set or capability for people uh, in the discovery phase, and these are usually people uh, who have a very broad horizont, who, um, who uh, are eager to, to travel the world, to meet new people, and, and connecting the dots to see, okay, uh, we have this cap capability inside, and I know someone else in the U.S. has this, or... Um, I remember one project where we had uh, the technology coming from Great Britain and our customer our partner to develop this was in Malaysia and engineering company Netherlands really connect these dots and uh, be outside and talk to people. Um, yeah, this, uh, these are, I think, capabilities to, to be open and co connecting the dots. Uh, um, that's important to to. Uh, to develop something new. Yeah. Let me ask you the, the last question. If you look at, at innovation and you've been in that field for, for a while now, uh, maybe in the, in the last 10, 15 years, what has changed in innovation and, and what are the reasons for those changes? I see, when you talk about last 10 to 15 years, I see, let's say, let's talk about two, two issues that I see. The first one is, um, yeah, 10, 15 years ago, also people were talking about open innovation, and uh, but this was more like in a, in a bilateral uh, relationships that we would work with a university, or we would work with a customer, or we work with a with a supplier. I think it has developed to what I uh, mentioned earlier. This case. Uh, To, to develop these uh, innovation ecosystems where it's not sufficient to have just one partner, but you need to manage several partners. This allows you to be, to be faster, to, to have less risk because you have already all partners uh, in place. Jia uh, mentioned the partner in, in, in Malaysia. He can give directly feedback if this business model is interesting for him. If this, uh, if the pricing would be okay. So there's no surprise like, like, in, 20, 30 years ago, where you just have a technology push and you see if the market likes it or not. Um, or on the other side, you can, with this kind of innovation ecosystems, you have direct input to, to change the technology where it's developing. So it's, uh, it's, it's faster it's, uh, um, it's, and, and it has less risk. That's, that's one development I see. And the second thing I see is um, the growing significance of startups. 
Yeah, but uh, startups getting more and more, getting more and more important. Uh, so it's uh, you need to combine both of the worlds. You need to have the corporate world with all their competencies, with their scaling up competencies, with their reputation to 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 bring new technologies to customers, but also the the agility, the uh, creativity of startups, and the entrepreneurial spirit of of startups uh, to connect this with with the corporate world uh, to use. Startups as, start as one innovation method um, to drive innovation, especially for, for transformative innovation forward. Uh, yeah, maybe I should mention that, that both of these trends are especially important in the area of transformative innovation. Uh, I think incremental innovation, improving your production processes. I think um, there you can more rely on, on your internal uh, more. It's not exclusively but especially the focus on transformative innovation where you need to have this innovation ecosystem and where you need to work with startups. And um, this transformative innovation is getting also more and more important with, besides the uh, incremental innovation to support the real the growth for a company. You know, if, you, if you want to grow through innovation, you need to have transformative innovation. And if you want to be good at transformative innovation, you need to manage the uncertainties you need to work with startups and you need to work with um, innovation ecosystems. So. Daniel, thank you very much for that uh, interesting and pleasant conversation. Well, it's my pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks. The video version of this podcast can be accessed via innovationroundtable.online. The Innovation Roundtable online network is your portal to a wide variety of exclusive content, including video presentations, interviews, insights reports, and articles. Not only that, innovationroundtable.online is also a place where you can connect with other corporate innovators, share experiences, request collaborations, and gain inspiration from your peers. Our network is exclusively for innovation practitioners in large firms, so visit innovationroundtable.online to discover more and request your seven-day free trial account.